for the players. I'm Ryan Betson, and this is For The Players, the pop culture PlayStation podcast of 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in that game's meeting. Goodbye, I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. And this is only where Max comes in, so I'm going to have to remember. Uh, if you want to wait, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on your podcast services, 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you want to, if you want to join the conversation, you can head over to our social uh, social medias at Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter. All those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash popculturist where you can watch us record this show live. Uh, we can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this position pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you watch us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, or comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash popculturist as well as our merchandise store that popculturist.com slash shop. We can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it but yeah it's a solo show just betson for you this this evening on the twitch this morning for those of you watching uh through the podcast and the youtube how you all doing oh man so max uh good news following on from what feels like the one of the longest sagas in podcasting history but also not really uh max is finally moving into their new house tomorrow so today and uh was about all about getting their stuff into a van into a truck so they could start moving uh tomorrow so he was like i'm gonna be moving crap all day can i get out of the show i'm like you sure can and what does that mean that means ryan does the show the show by himself and it can only be a guaranteed mess but thankfully i'm not alone as I mentioned, we do this show each and every week on live on twitch.tv slash popcultures, and a bunch of incredible people are here joining me as well, adding to the show. As we rapidly encroach, uh, encroach approach episode 200, uh, 200, 300, if I quickly have a look in my files here, we are at 297, 297, so... Uh, this, this is, this is 297 and then what? Three more episodes, two more episodes and a 300. Do we have anything planned? Not even a little bit, not at all, but, uh, that's the way it works. So here in the chat, uh, let's have a sec. Let's have a sec. MGB's chatting about, uh, the, uh, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. It's not on PlayStation, mate. Oh, I don't know what to say about that. No, but apparently that game is absolutely bonkers, and everyone's getting up and excited about it, which is fantastic. And of course, Buddy Watson, Raider Type R, Shane over at Magic Cast, uh, have all come. Raider Type R, come to join the party. It is great. Uh, Shane jumps in and goes, Narrator, can he do the whole intro by himself? Let's watch. And I stumbled, most of it. <coughs> so that's interesting. But I was able to do it. I was able to do it, I was able to bring it together. Feekover, oh, Phoebe. My lovely partner, as my camera freezes, why are you freezing on me, camera? Come on, don't you be a bum. Don't you be a bum. Oh, no. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're having technical difficulties live as it happens. This could be a problem. All right, follow me as I unplug my camera and plug it back in. Let's go over here. Go boop. And then we uh, plug it back in. What? No, it's still being hot, Garbo. Is it? Is that what you're doing? Is that what you're doing for me right now? Ah, <sighs> let's just change things, and then we'll come back, and there we, there I am. God damn. Never has a problem when I'm recording in any other way, just this way. So that's that's fantastic. But yes, Fee Cover, my lovely partner Phoebe, she's coming in to say, well, you have to do something for Big 300. Probably should. Not gonna, because I'm lazy. And there goes number 297, the radio episode. Well, that's true. As we approach like 300, episode 300, we'll throw back to the uh, where the days when the pop sea began uh, live on the radio uh, here in Geelong at 94.7 The Pulse. It's just the audio edition. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but yes, the joys of OBS, man. OBS is a bit hit and miss. But yeah, let's, let's start the show as we always do. Uh, how, how has how week been? Jesus Christ, it has been um, pretty good week, pretty good week so far, which is fantastic. What do I have to say? So, uh, the the redundancy thing has added some wrinkles. 
as it does, but I won't disclose all those things here. Um, I do have another job lined up, which is fantastic. Just waiting for some things to finalize so I can go go do that. Uh, I don't think I touched on it last week, but a good friend of the show, Craig, he and I, or the Mullet Show, he and I uh, have been kindly invited to the uh, the premiere advanced screening of uh, Fast and the Furious 10 on Tuesday night here in Melbourne. So for the last two weeks... We have watched all nine episodes, and not episodes, all movies of The Fast and the Furious. So we're at episode, we just, about halfway through eight, and then we went, we'll watch the rest tomorrow. So we're going to watch the eighth movie, and then the ninth movie tomorrow night, ahead of the premiere on Tuesday. Today's plan was designed to be like, oh, let's watch like two episodes, two videos, two, uh, two movies, maybe even three. Can we smash them all in one day? And we did account for that. That was part of the plan. We did lay our day out that way. However, uh, a bunch of things uh, did change, which kind of made uh, the seventh one take a lot longer in the day. So after uh, uh, watching a little bit of Queer Eye on, on Saturday night, this is, my, this is my day so far, by the way. So have uh, watching some Queer Eye yesterday night, uh, yesterday night, Saturday night at the time of recording, uh, with Phoebe, and I got watching, oh, what's his name, uh, one one of them, the cook one, he's all super attractive, and I got real body conscious, and real like, you know, body shaming for a little bit, just within myself, so I, I, when I when I came home, I went to bed, and I was like, you know what, first thing I'm going to do tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up early, I'm going to go back to the gym, I haven't gone to the gym in a couple of weeks, uh, mostly because I got super fucking sick, and I was like, I just can't breathe properly, so going to the gym is like the poorest thing I could think of doing right now, thankfully I've gotten better, and then of course, with the distractions from trying to watch so many, uh, <laughs> so many Fast and the Furious movies in a short window of time, it did like take up a lot of my evenings, so pivoting is like, alright, well I'm going to go back, so I went back, Went about eight, uh, just past eight o'clock this morning, and I intentionally went harder than I normally do, than I had been previously. So as you know, like you know, in twenty twenty one, I hit the gym pretty hard as part of my weight loss journey. I fell off it for a long time, mostly because for me is a bit of a trauma response. I connect the gym to a very particular part of my life, quite a uh, to, uh, you know uh, trauma. Like it's a tough part of my life with my with my uh, marriage ending back in uh, 2022. So I've connected those two together in my head. So it's very hard for me to go to the gym as I'm trying to like process that within myself. Um, like, okay, well, these two aren't connected, but they are, but they aren't. So you can still go do these things and it won't and it won't affect your world the way it did before, which was which is really quite negative. So this morning, so as, as sorry, as we came, we've come back recently to back to the gym with myself, Phoebe and Craig. Um, I've been kind of going slow. I was just like, you know, look, I don't want to, I don't want to kill myself. Let's do little. This morning, in a response to my sweet body shame, uh, I went way harder than I should have. Not in like a bad. I'm not hurt or injured or anything like that. I just intentionally pushed myself really hard. And then I was like, all right, well, let's come home and we'll do whatever and watch some movies the rest of the day, and then I'll feel better because I've, you know, did what I needed to in the morning. Days were fine. Done that. We, you know, we'd get to the lay a little bit as we just fuck ass around, get into number seven, let's go, to, time, about an hour in, I get a message from Max being like, hey man, all my movers have bounced because my father-in-law came over and alleged, and he tested for, uh, tested for COVID this morning. Everyone's like, nah, man, I can't risk it. So they're not, they're not coming to help and I need help getting some stuff, some of the big stuff into a van. And I was like, well... I've got so all the sick leave that I'll just lose. So if I get COVID, who fucking cares, right? I'll come help you out. I'll come lift some heavy shit into a car. So after spending all morning lifting heavy shit, I then go to Max's and lift a bunch of more heavy shit in a mask to help a brother out, which was at, which I which I had no issue doing. That's not me complaining by any means. That's just me helping a mate out because you know uh, he Max did the same to me when I moved into this place, which has been great. So I did that, then came back. Watch the rest of seven, uh, and then the, the halfway through eight, and now we're on the right on the uh, on the, the back end of the saga, heading into Fast and the Furious ten, and uh, holy shit, what a run! What an absolute run those movies have been, by the way. But it's one of those other things. We talk about that's 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 just that. That's just one part of of my week. 
I think that's something happened. So the other thing is my, uh, my, my son has been diagnosed with ADHD. And uh, many of you know that I've watched the show um, that I myself got diagnosed in January of 2022. Um, so one of those things, we started noticing those behaviors in my son pretty quickly. And we're like, oh shit, we should probably get on top of this. So after a little while, we did all some of the assessments and stuff at the back end of last year. And now in uh, th- some things have sort of popped up. So yeah, he essentially got diagnosed at the beginning of last week. He is uh, currently being medicated, which is fantastic. And we are already seeing incredibly positive improvements. It's it's absolutely amazing. So um, I did spend some time with him this weekend, which was fantastic. And sort of experiencing him being medicated. It's really difficult in a lot of ways, as I'm just being open and honest, because I'm sitting here talking to, to no one really. Um, it's been really interesting from a... A psychological of a, of a parent sort of way well, obviously me being diagnosed myself i need medication to, to function effectively um but weirdly i don't have any issue with that i'm like oh yeah it's cool it's it's no issue with an adult having to take medication every day to be able to be a functioning human but there's just something utterly heartbreaking about watching my son a six-year-old um someone who's still trying to understand the world around him um, and then come to realize that he's got all this difficulty of understanding himself, um, which is something I most certainly have struggled with for the longest time and still do. So it is a bit heartbreaking to sort of have to watch him live that same life as me. But thankfully, my son doesn't seem to see it that negative way. He seems to see it as I'm just like daddy, um, which is also in and of itself is very, very lovely and very heartbreaking at the same moment. So that's quite um, an, an emotional thing. But uh but we're here as as my son does and when he come when he comes around we do tend to play uh some games together uh he let's get to yes, talk about what we're gonna be playing this week um i've been playing a lot of games on my pc this week uh funny enough uh and one of them with my son was this game called garden of ban ban now my son like many kids he's recently fallen in love with these weird mascot horrors so we're talking like your Five Nights at Freddy's, your uh, Choo Choo Charles, your uh, Poppy's Playtime, all these sort of things. And, I, and uh, Garden of Bad Men does fall within that same space. And they're essentially little like puzzle-based games, um, but with these scary uh, child-adjacent horror games. They're not like, they're, they, they are, imp- there's a lot of implied violence and a lot of implied like scare and horror but they're not too gnarly. He seems to enjoy them. I think being the little ADHD kid that he is, I imagine a big part of it is that, uh, uh, you know, that, that rush for dopamine that he's most sorely lacking. But he and I played the first two chapters of that over this weekend, which was great. He seemed to have an absolute blast uh, before he went back home to his mum's for Mother's Day. So, of course, big happy Mother's Day to, to not just his mother, but my mother, his grandmother, and... Uh, all those mothers out there, those that uh, that are mothers currently, or those that are about to be mothers, or those that are should that will be mothers soon, um, you know, or ones that even don't know it yet. Good on them. Shout out to them. Uh, so that was pretty cool. But the one game that I've been playing the most of, and sadly it isn't on PlayStation, but by God did I wish it was. I have been playing Drug Dealer Simulator. So for some reason this popped up on my uh recommended feed on youtube it was a it was a video by markiplier and it was him because he had this run i think during covid where he just made a played a punt a bunch of simulating games and this one popped up and went oh this looks dumb and i watched it i was like this looks really dumb so i downloaded it happened to be on sale went chink purchase i put like 10 hours into this bastard which for me is a, is a good good go in, including all my surrounding having to watch fucking uh, Fast and Furious and whatnot. But the game is really good. It's really simple. Um, but it is also just essentially a spreadsheet with pretty colors on it. Because it's all about managing in, in, you know, in, uh, input, output, meeting orders, so satiating demand, you know, pay, paying incoming, in, you know, sorting out incoming invoices, owing, sorting out debtors. All these things, and apparently, to me, that is a ton of fun, because holy shit, have I found this game incredibly relaxing. Just, it's the same, it's that same repetitive part of my brain that really likes farming simulators, and 
and by having the novelty of it being this drug dealer simulator game like it's it's, it's just completely rocked me i'm like i'm having so much fun with this this is insane uh yeah and I'm, I'm you know the so the basic premise of this game i believe it's some sort of european uh development team uh and that comes through so you're in this kind of shitbox town uh where you're just kind of you know hooking everyone up on various drugs um you know and then it's it's even quite meticulous it's even down to like you can just move the drugs normally you know you are the dealer so you run out and, and you distribute them uh you, if you were to have like sort of any powdered based uh, uh, uh drugs you could you could you know cut them with like ibuprofen or like baking soda or whatever just to sort of you know allow your stuff to go further you know and that's all about you know gaining respect and expanding your 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 brand and um you know going to all these regions and uh, you know becoming even comes to a point where you can sort of grow so you don't have to be so reliant on on the cartel to provide you what you need it's an absolute blast and i really enjoyed it like it's it's surprising uh well it's not surprising because i do love sim games because i'm a moron but there's just something about this just absolutely caught my attention. I'm like, oh, I'm going to smash the shit out of you. I can feel it. And I have been. And I absolutely have been. But like, I think a big part of it, because there's a game that's on sale recently. It's on sale again right now on the PlayStation. I think I might have to buy it. Is Gas Station Simulator. And I was like, I oh, know this looks dumb. And it totally does look dumb. So there's clearly a part of my brain that is really wanting to play one of the, the simulator games, right? I think it's because, yeah, it's silly. It's repetitive. Um, and it just seems kind of fun. But yeah, I've been enjoying the crap out of that. My PC is absolutely hot garbage. So for those who don't know, I built this PC about seven years ago, maybe eight years ago, when Pop C first really started kicking in a gear. Um, and even then it was built on relatively media, uh, low medium parts. So like it's rocking like a 970, uh, a, uh, you know, a, a GTX 970, the first gen Ryzen, so it is really showing its age. Like trying to play this game, I've dropped everything to low and that's just making it function. Like it's functioning enough that it's playable. And I have no fucking money to, you know, upgrade this PC. So it's going to be, you know, this is what I have to work with. So <laughs> I hope it comes to consoles. I really do. Because by God, um, is it making my PC cry? And it's not even a demanding game. But what, what a first world problem to have uh but outside of that i have been spending a bit of time more time with star wars jedi survivor game is still great there's been quite a number of patches dropped as in recent weeks uh since it's sorry the recent days since, since its release and it is improving i'm still getting a lot of performance issues you know essentially the top the top third of my screen just you know uh what's it called What's it called when it, when it shudders across the thing? It's screen tearing. There you go. Tons of screen tearing on there, which is a problem. Um, but I, when that's fine, the gameplay is still schmick. I love, you know, gallivanting around the galaxy, lightsaber and things. Uh, you know, just going to new worlds and finding things is having an absolute fucking blast. Game is really, really fun. Really, really enjoying my time with it. And I do have to spend more time with it. However, saying that, uh, we did receive two review codes over the weekend. Uh, one of them being, which is a game I haven't jumped into yet, is Another Fisherman's Tale. This was provided to us by the team over at PlayOn. It looked like a fucking ripper, absolute ripper VR title. Haven't played the first one, but the second one, I saw the trailer and like, I guess a big motivator in my like games either have to like really tell me something in terms of like real connective story like your god of war ragnaroks your last of us as your red dead redemptions and like they connect to me in, in here in my heart with their stories but then in the same breath i want games that are fucking dumb so the idea of you know the, the simulator games and a fisherman's tale looks exact or another fisherman's tale looks exactly like that it looks like a fun silly vr title so jumped on that bad boy it's installed it's ready to go haven't jumped in too hard but today because when we we're watching uh fast and furious craig had to drive back to his place uh with phoebe to get uh to assist his neighbor in getting inside because she locked herself out of her out of her house um 
So in that time, they buggered off. And I was playing a different game. So rather than watching Fast and Furious, I'm like, ooh, what can I play some Fast and Furious? So thanks to the lovely team over at 2K, uh, we have received a review code for a Lego 2K Drive. Now, this game isn't out for a couple of days, but there's no embargo or anything on it at the moment. So I've been dicking about in that. Not a lot of time, of course, probably like 20 minutes, half an hour, but I love its concept. Yeah, so it's bright, it's colorful, it's got, it's dripping in like that Lego, really like weird, funny humor. Um, and it's, and it's made me, it made me chuckle the whole time I was playing with it. And what, what I'm having a lot of fun with. So if you may remember, oh, what was the game? Oh, what was the fucking game? There was a game, it was the, the idea was like lies, uh, land, sea, and air. And I want, it's not, it wasn't Drive Club. It wasn't Project Cars. It was one of those games, somewhere around there. And a big part of it was that you could just change at any point. So you could be driving and then as you launch, you become a, become a boat, land in your, in your water, etc. You could, the crew, it was the crew too. Thank you, Park. It was the crew too. Um... And they've taken that concept here into Lego 2K Drive because depending on what on what surface you are on, whether it be a road or an off-road or on the water, your Lego car will change accordingly. So if you're driving on a road and then you go off-road, you become your off-road vehicle, kind of like, like transforms it on itself. It's really quite cool. Um, and then if you happen to hit water, blah, blah. So you never really crash. You never really fall off the track. It's very fun. It's very cool. Adds a lot of petrodynamics. And even on top of that, uh, your car, it appears your car gets repaired by running in a shit or like a, like obscure shit. So if you run into other cars, of course, that takes that damage and your car can be obliterated because in the racetracks, like it's very Mario Kart-y in, the, in terms of the basic premise as in, you know, there's weapons and stuff you can pick up and you can blow missiles and send EMPs and all this sort of nonsense. But then if you hit like some incidental shit, it'll actually repair your car, which is a very, very interesting concept. Um, but I've spent, yeah, the, the, we, we were very kindly provided the, the fancy pants deluxe edition, which did come with some cool, uh, cool extra skins. So I'm rocking, rocking this weird Batmobile, 1966 Batmobile sort of energy, uh, boat, car and off-road vehicle. It's awesome. Absolutely love it. Um, but it's, it's, once again, it's, it's interesting. There appears to be almost a very cart-like energy to it as i mentioned with the pickups and and you know the real tight tracks and the 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 fun traversal so it does feel very much like your forza horizons but that it also uh, sorry that feels like uh mario kart but then it has this weird the style that they've chosen the way it's been shot you know in terms of where they put the camera placement um and some of some of the customer customizability and even the even the menu layouts it's incredibly forza horizon so if you if you like Obviously, Forza Motors, there's GT and Forza Motorsports, which are your real sim-based racing games. Then you get your Forza or your Forza Horizons. Uh, that's your real sort of, you know, arcade simmy middle ground, right? Like, it's, it's a high-end arcade racer. And then you've got, you know, um, your, your Mario Kart, which is your wacky kart racing. So it's it sits in this weird spot where it provides a really different energy, uh, but it feels known and new and novel because obviously all the lego at legoness creates a lot of uh, uh, bright colors and a, a very interesting like feel and then you back it up with the you know the very solid foundations of the forza horizon games uh mixed with you know a, a little bit of a, a quite obviously a mario kart ripoff or at least a kart racing ripoff so there's a lot of things playing at once and in this once again i only played it for a little bit but I did really enjoy the small time with the habit, and I and I with the little taste that I had, especially in the middle of watching for uh, Fast and the Furious Seven, uh, it really it hit exactly where I needed it to, and and I got I'm keen to rip some more time in it as well. Poor, what an absolute game! Uh, let's have a look at the chat. So Buddy Watson is himself quite keen for the Lego Two K Drive. Uh, MGB jumps in and goes, "I've heard a lot of good things about Lego Two K Drive." Uh, and this is a Lego 2K drive, basically like Lego Races 3, as it feels like a spiritual successor to that series. I don't know Lego Races. I've never, never played it, but it's very possible that might be the case. Um, 
Yeah, so once again, if, if, if everything I've just described aligns with what LEGO Racers was, then yes. If it didn't, then no. It's the best I can do on that one. <clears throat> but other than that, I really have not spent a lot of time not pl time playing the games. Not that I haven't been compelled to do so. As I mentioned, I put a butt a buttload of time into drug drug dealer simulator. Excuse me, but um, yeah, no, it's 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 been a it's been a roller coaster of a week as they as they have been as of late. But I've been able to hold through pretty well and keep doing what I do, including doing this very show by myself, chatting all to you lovely people. So that's where we get into to the meat and the potatoes of the show. Even though a big part of it is, is us and our you know, personality and all that sort of stuff. But here it is. Let's get in the section called Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. Kicking things off as we tend to do when this news comes through. We talk about the monthly games or the PS Plus games. So the, the next game for PS Plus uh, Extra and Premium uh, have rocked up. So here are the list of extra games. Of course, you get Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on PS5. Absolutely stunning game. Stunning, stunning game. Um, thank very kindly back there where it is right there. We did receive the press kit from PlayStation Australia. Um, had a lot of, a lot of fun playing, uh, Ratchet and Clank. Even, I think the jar is here somewhere. We even went to, uh, went off to that little restaurant in, in, uh, Paran that was making those desserts when they did the PlayStation to plate initiative, the big old mark to PlayStation right here. Humanity. So that's that cool lemmings energy game that is out is also it's on your ps5 and ps4 and is also supported by psvr2 uh keen to check that out lemmings is also is always a fun game continuing the sport from ubisoft we get watchdogs legion on ps5 and ps4 what is interesting uh we get some of bethesda titles once again i i know these deals i've made way in advance so in no way would this be any sort of connection to the uh, microsoft uh, abk sort of uh, uh merger or acquisition with the idea of a hey it's a gesture of goodwill this deal would have been in place for longer so this was uh, dishonored 2 on ps4 and it's sort of standalone dlc was dishonored death of the outsider on ps4 a game that makes me excited is Sakuna of Rice and Ruin coming to PS4. Fantastic game. It's uh, a weird kind of platformer, side-scrolling platformer mixed with a farming simulator. So in your base area, as you play of Sakuna, who is a, uh, uh, I haven't played this in a very long time, there, she was a the rice god uh, who was then kicked out of their version of paradise their version of heaven and then is now living on earth or the earth equivalent uh and part of what she's is doing is she has to right all these wrongs and clear all these uh bad spirits out of this island in order to earn her way back into heaven so in the area that you are your home area where you can change your costumes and weapons etc you get to essentially build a build a rice paddy um which is tons of fun as you learn you know cool ways to you know compost and, and how to lay it out in such a way that it grows the most ye most yield etc really good for my farming loving uh nerdy brain but then when in order to go and collect those things whether it be weapons whatever whatever you go out into these uh side scrolling platforming sections where you kind of beat up a bunch of monsters and and blah blah blah, blah. go out get you get all the things you need come back work on your uh, uh pad etc so there's a video on the channel on this channel if not it is on player2.net.au if you go to player2 on on youtube of paul james games and myself chatting about the title And it uh, gets a damn good one. Uh, next up, uh, all of the uh, Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider games. So you get Tomb Raider Definitive Edition on PS4, Rise of the Tomb Raider on PS4, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider on PS4. I really like this Tomb Raider series. I think it was a really, really good uh, uh, sort of retelling. In the same way that uh tomb raider inspired what would become uncharted uncharted has certainly had a great influence on these uh this trilogy of tomb raider titles um i've always I've, I'm, I'm sure i've told my story before about rise of the tomb raider and how it's connected to my world so when my son was born that day or the night before he was born um i was in the lounge room playing rise of the tomb raider um his mum, my ex-wife I remember her she going, hey, I'm going to bed. 
All right. I said, hey, you're good? Yep. She goes, yeah, no worries. Cool. So she goes to bed. I play for Rise of the Tomb Raider for a couple more hours. I go to bed. And she goes, hey, I'm feeling pain. I'm like, oh, that's not good. You're like fucking nine months pregnant. Where's your pain? She's down, like down here and points to sort of her lower abdomen, like just sort of above her groin. I'm like, that's where the baby lives, man. That should not be hurting. Uh, and, she goes, and I'm like, so how long has this been hurting? She's like, oh yeah, a couple of hours. I'm like, a couple of hours? You're like probably in labor and I'm sitting out here playing not even a brilliant game, a good game, but like not even a really good game. So that's why Rise of the Tomb Raider lives in in my memories uh, as a game for a very specific day uh, in, in my world. <laughs> um, and the game's very good. It's, this is not great. It's not brilliant. It's very good. I, I enjoyed my time with it. They transition into that more open world, very similar to how uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy had. <sighs> it was a really nice touch. It, it kind of opened the, opened the game up in a lot of ways. Uh, Bus Simulator 21, next stop. Not on my list of, of simulator games I want to play. Not being a big car guy. But um, yeah, it's on there. Uh, <laughs> in the chat, MGB Jabs Tomb Raider is, is now infamous in the Bets and Cinematic Universe. In the BCU, uh, it is part of the journey. It is part of the stories. Whenever I do write the really unimpressive biography that is my life, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider would play a role. That is most definitely true. Uh, the Evil Within, the Tango Games work uh, sequel to Evil Within. Surprise. Uh, really good from from what I remember. They took a lot of the improvements from Evil Within 1. Brought it on over. So once again, Tango Games work part of the ZeniMax, part of Bethesda Game Studios. Um, so that is an interesting uh, addition alongside Dishonored. Speaking of, Wolfenstein Youngblood, a game absolutely fucking sucks. Uh this is where they tried to bring in the co-op uh, game with the daughters of BJ Blazkowicz and it blows. It absolutely blows. And I remember playing it pre-release because we were kindly provided a review code back in the day. And I remember the final boss and it was so hard and so unforgiving that I literally couldn't finish it. I had to like put it down and I came back like a month later after they patched some stuff into it. And I was able to go back and get it done. But I was like, Jesus Christ, what a poo game. So poo. Uh, then there is uh, Thymesia, PS5. Rain World on PS4. Rain World, from memory, Rain World is that real Superman-y game. Like Superman-esque game, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Lake, PS5, PS4. Conan Exiles, PS4. And Rune Factory 4 Special on PS4. Now, Rune Factory 4, another farm simmy game, but also wrapped in this weird JRPG sort of space. So it's like the most weebiest farming sim I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, once again, I remember getting a review code for that one. And I was like, this is even... like As much as I wanted to give it a real good go, it was uh, a little too weeby for me. Um... Next up, we get into the PS Plus Deluxe titles. This is where you find your uh, old classics. So you get Siphon Filter, Logan Shadow. That is the PSP version. Blade Dancer, Lineage of Light, the PSP version. Uh, Pursuit Force on the, the PSP version. And the I believe Ubisoft uh, published Ghostbusters, the video game remastered on PS4. I think, no, maybe not wasn't Ubisoft. In my brain it was. But the, the real... The real heartbreaking thing about this list, because it is a pretty good list. It is a brilliant list, by the way. However, my first quick bit, I'm going to bring it in now. Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town has been removed from the upcoming PS Extra and Premium Games. Now, as many of you know, <clears throat> of my absolute love for Story of Seasons and Farming Games, a lot of Farming Games chat today. But for, uh, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town is the remake the straight-up remake of my favorite game of all time, Harvest Moon Back to Nature on the PlayStation 1. The remake is exceptional. It's a, it's, it is almost a one-for-one -one remake in a lot of ways. Adds a little, like, sort of extras to make the game uh, better, run smoother, and not, you know, look, feel like a PS1 game. But even down to the music, like, when when they play that game and, and the sp spring season kicks in, like, the music plays and it just gives me absolute nostalgia and is legitimate heaven. It's like I'm transported back to being nine years old and I just, I can't explain it. I absolutely cannot explain. So... 
much love for story of seasons it's a bummer that it's not on there because i would have just encouraged all of you to go play it because you should play it because it is awesome in my opinion one of the you know obviously helps me back to one of my subjective games of all time so the remade version of it is fantastic uh, MGB jumps in. Story of Seasons I knew was your kind of thing or I wanted to play the Doramon one they did a while back. Yeah, so there's two of them actually. So there are, there are two Doramon Story of Seasons games. Number two came out a couple of months ago. I haven't checked them out. Not being a big fan of Doramon as an IP. Uh, I haven't rushed out to, uh, to go check it out. But it is certainly on my uh, potential list. Ah, it's having some water because... Even though I can seem to talk uh, underwater, it's probably, you know, this is this is a lot of chatting. A lot of chatting I'm doing right now. All right, let's get into the next bit of news. Um, so I pulled up, so the title of this news, the definition of the word, the act, sorry, the action of departing from an established course or accepted standard. Deviation. Is that what the definition is for? Deviation Games was one of the many studios Sony uh, signed exclusivity agreements with earlier in this generation. But while the likes of Haven Studios and Firewalk have since been officially acquired by the Japanese giant, co-founder Jason Blundell departed his team late last year. Now, for context, I just because I'm not good at the news. Max is is that um, he uh, did send me a news doc, but it was missing something, so I spent with this. I just pulled everything straight from press from Push Square. Uh, so if it reads like push square, it's because it is push square. Um, I was just way too lazy. Uh, so now it seems like the project may have hit a brick wall as an enormous chunk of the developer has been laid off with a report suggesting that up to 90 staff may have been cut. The fo- this follows speculation earlier in the week regarding Final Strike Games. The Rocket Arena developer had allegedly been working alongside Deviation Games as support to you on a AAA title, but also laid off a round of staff recently, with some remarking that Sony may have pulled the plug on a project. We know that it was concluded, uh, sorry, it conducted an internal review early this month, which also accumulated in the closure of Pixel Opus, so it does seem possible. Although unconfirmed, of course. Uh, that the platform holder may have dropped this release. Of course, exactly what the team was working on is unclear. Full production was planned to get underway in 2022, and the team had grown to as many as 100 employees, uh, as grow to as many as 100 employees in late 2021. Uh, but by September of last year, Blundell had left, and we hadn't seen a peep since. The team consisted of a lot of Call of Duty and Destiny veterans, so it was assumed it was working on some kind of co-op first-person shooter. But there was never officially a cl- uh, a confirmed. So. This is quite massive, um, especially when we're looking at, you know, in late 2021, where, you know, it was quite an achievement that the studio was was over 100 employees, and they've now since dropped 90 individuals. So I could, I would hope that they had grown in size since that, that, that recording in 2021. But even then, if they've, they've increased by, say, 50 staff in that time, and that's that's a lot of bodies, dropping it then by 90 so going from 150 down to 50 60 staff is a substantial hit and it does certainly lead fuel to speculation that there has been some reconsiderations and as push square have correctly brought in pixel opus as part of this discussion it does look as if playstation are doing some jiggering around some some updates some changes some some alterations uh and it's possible that this would be on that on that front now i would argue that if they if this you know with this connection with um uh uh uh, uh fuck i had their name just a second ago where'd it go ah uh, final strike um oh uh yeah so with with final strike as well and having these individuals that have got your your bungee your call of duty uh he- your, sorry your, your destiny call of duty veterans um <clears throat> it's very likely the pressure was very heavy on them to release a game that could take on the likes of call of duty especially on the back of the ap the ap uh, abk um acquisition so i imagine a number of years ago when this was first uh began as a working relationship like hey we're looking to make a first person shooter um you know it just just, it doesn't have to be anything amazing it's just got to be it's just got to be something because it is something an fps is the most definitely one of the biggest gaps in playstation's first party portfolio so to have this would be a massive improvement however with as i mentioned the pressure of losing call of duty in some capacity 
I imagine this year was had that instant just anxiety of hey you have to like playstation are reliant on a successful first person shooter here so you really need to make this work <clears throat> and if it's failing to do so if it's not that standard i can understand why they would have have done it but it does especially as someone that the, they themselves is looking um at the 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 unfun side of redundancy it sucks my heart melts for those 90 people um you know to to have to make that to make that cut is brutal um but yeah it, yeah, that part just straight up sucks although uh deviation games may themselves not be making a game or releasing game anytime soon we are about to hit the wet hot gaming american summer uh with with summer games fest uh jeff keely has taken to twitter and has listed the 40 publishers <clears throat> that will be taking part in the event which uh will include a live showcase on the 8th of june but of course, knowing which companies involved can lead to all kinds of speculation with regards to announcements and reveals. So, uh, you know, potential headline acts do, do include PlayStation, Activision. Oh, actually, I've got the full list. I'll give you. I'll give you the full list of everyone that's, that's rocking up to to Summer Games Fest. We have Activision, Amazon Games, Annapurna, Bandai Namco, Behavior, Capcom, CD Projekt Red, Devolver Digital. Uh, uh, sorry, Devolver Digital Extremes. Disney, EA, Epic Games, Focus, Gearbox, uh, Gearbox Publishing, I should say, Grinding Gear Games, Hoyoverse, Kabum, Larian, Level Infinite, ugh, Magic the Gathering, NeoWiz, Netflix, Nexon, Niantic, North Beach Games, Samsung Gaming Hub, Second Dinner, Sega, Paradox, Pearl Abyss, Phoenix Labs, PlayOn, PlayStation, Pocket Pair, Razer, Smilegate, Square Enix, Stemmer, Techland, Tribeca Festival, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers Games, and finally Xbox. That is an impressive, impressive list of games. Uh, it would be cool to see you know, what Activision are working on. We'll likely see what may be the next Call of Duty, I presume. Uh, Bandai Namco, I... Uh, wait, no, that is Capcom with square oh wait hang on like is cap oh i've had a brain fart no bandai was tekken capcom is street fighter yes 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 so capcom will likely be talking about street fighter 6 <clears throat> which which did have a, a beta recently i think another beta shortly to the bean or coming so that's massive we know that tekken 8 i think is coming at some point too so it wouldn't surprise me if bandai namco are there chatting about that capcom do also have exo primal which is a game we haven't seen for a very long time so possibly uh will make itself known cd project red uh will possibly be there with their upcoming cyberpunk dlc forget what it's called phantom of the opera or something that makes sense uh so mgb in the chat jumps in and goes amazon and disney are the biggest surprises for me as tomb raider would be cool to see because that's right oh yeah, that's checking uh, that that right did chase names i'm not sure what disney would have probably not a split second remaster yeah no chance in that pardon me um focus obviously being a massive massive publishing house would be would be fantastic to have ea will likely show off their uh fifa alternate uh and i think that's on that's on the way uh, uh what else we got there netflix oh yeah because they're trying to play games at some point and that didn't go well niantic um from memory there was talks about a new was it the monster hunter game coming out of niantic that would be fantastic if they showed something like that here that'd be awesome uh play on obviously it's their connection through to the embracer group they will likely have a thousand different things to show. Uh, and as the chat does highlight, uh, probably no uh, AEW fight forever. It's likely because <clears throat> that game was meant to come out in the back end of last year, but it has been taking its sweet time. Um, I think due to development issues and challenges around the name from a licensing perspective. So I'm still very, very eager for that game. Of course, uh, would like to, would like to, to finally get in there and play it. Um, Reverend Park in the chat jumps in goes Disney and Square there for Kingdom Hearts unless Disney have some weird clone of Hogwarts uh, Disney I could have Disney Dreamline Valley maybe that's getting some DLC because um, my understanding is that went 
pretty well. It was pretty popular. But yeah, the ne and, and next Kingdom Hearts would be pretty cool. We haven't seen Kingdom Hearts since Kingdom Hearts... Whatever the last one was <clears throat> back in early 2020. Uh, so that would be cool. It's unlikely, but it's cool. Three, thank you. Because I'm like, is there a four? Yeah, but this this could be potentially Kingdom Hearts 4, I guess. Uh, Xbox, if they're attending, they better have some shit to talk about. Um, as we know, that things are very quiet at the moment. Phil Spencer did, you know, as I, I ranted about last week, so I didn't go on by that anymore. They really need to start showing what that they have up, coming up. Um, Techland, I certainly hope they're going to be talking about Dying Light 2, uh, mostly because, you know, Dying Light 2 has, uh, well, at least Dying Light 1 was one of the most well-supported games I've ever seen in my entire life, uh, where they, <clears throat> even upon the release of Dying Light 2, they were still providing DLC to Dying Light 1. So I would hope that they're living, providing that same level of support for the sequel, um, throughout the next X amount of time uh ubisoft probably still won't hear anything about prince of persia it's possible warner brothers games maybe some more news around suicide squad kill the justice league but playstation that is the interesting one of course and that's what we're here to talk about <clears throat> so what i expect out of this is pretty straightforward i expect just more confirmation around spider-man 2 so with the another quick bit here as i'll just throw it in so uh over free comic book weekend, the Marvel Spider-Man 2 free comic book day prequel comic was was available in stores. <clears throat> I went through to my local store on comic book day with my kid and they didn't have it on the shelf. Um, it may not have shipped out here or it may have already gone. But it's available to read online. So it does look like we are <clears throat> heading towards that impending uh, September uh, release window for the title. So having some of these things come together now uh, is a certainly a good time. Maybe some Wolverine a little bit later down the line, but potentially factions. <clears throat> but one of the big things is, you know, there's that every every week there's a new rumor mill about an upcoming PlayStation event. Um, I doubt, you know, I, I'll forever doubt until I see it from, you know, until it comes. But uh, it could be. If there's, if there's a showcase in a couple of weeks or a month or whatever, uh, uh, that I, I doubt there would be too much um, massive stuff uh, in in the PlayStation side of things over there. Maybe some more Death Stranding too. As we know, Kojima and Jeff Keighley are best friends. Best friends. Although, there is one company that hasn't made the list. That'd be Konami. And of course, speculation on social media this this week has suggested that Sony may have signed a potentially timed console exclusivity agreement with Konami on a trio of titles, including an upcoming Castlevania, a Metal Gear Solid game, and the many the many released Silent Hill titles. Now, of course, we don't want to speculate about the latter because a remake, as we mentioned, of PSVR to a PS2 Survival Horror Silent Hill 2 was announced by Blue Team last year, and it will in fact be exclusive to PS5 and PC for a year. So, but rumors have been swirling around some kind of Metal Gear Solid 3 make, uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater for a number of years now. And a podcast host by the name of Nick Baker has revived them this weekend after claiming the classic could re-emerge at an upcoming PS showcase with some form of PS5 exclusivity attached. He said it could. I could say anything could happen. <clears throat> As is customary for Internet Insiders, Baker tempered the comments by stating his source is uncertain. And it's worth noting that two years ago, he was confident of an infamous comeback before developed Sucker Punch shot, down those stories, shot those stories back down. So he made us, in fact, be full of shit. That's me editorializing there. <clears throat> However, Windows Central editor Jez Corden has, was quick to jump on the speculation, saying that he had heard similar about Metal Gear Solid exclusivity. In a follow-up tweet, he added, quote, Just heard Sony landed a deal with Konami for Silent Hill, Metal Gear, and maybe even a new Castlevania, end quote. And then he all seems rather uncertain, doesn't it? But Sony's mantra this generation has been to look back, lock down franchises with historical PlayStation association, such as your Final Fantasies. <clears throat> so this doesn't seem like a huge stretch. 
At the very least, we'd expect the Japanese giant to have secured the marketing rights, but that's assuming these projects actually exist in the first place, and the speculation here doesn't seem strong enough to say anything with absolute certainty. Arguably, the, the biggest story here, if accurate, <coughs> is, is not necessarily the PS5 ex exclusivity, but that Konami may be interested in making games again. <clears throat> so Konami have taken some time off off the game uh, making uh, uh, stage as they'd focus on their other things like the pachinko machines etc um, and this a lot of this did sort of take place post the separation from Kojima so things were a bit rocked there this Metal Gear Solid 3 uh, remake has been around for like the longest times as a potential discussion piece <clears throat> so it doesn't surprise me there is some sort of exclusivity deal. Um, and it does, uh, once again, align with PlayStation's business practices in this generation so far. Because, you know, once again, don't buy the cow and you can get the milk. We'll just pay for the milk. And of course, the hubbub on the internet has been very much along the lines of, oh man, why, you know, <clears throat> it's really unfair for PlayStation to lock off this one game for, you know, the better part of a year. Uh, boo, sad face. Uh, a lot of them obviously are individuals that have support, supported all the acquisitions over at Microsoft, which, you know, prevents those games from coming to any other platform indefinitely. So it is very interesting to sort of see uh, the, 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 the change in tide, uh, the change of stances, the change of opinions uh, around it when, you know, it doesn't affect the, the, the brand that you, that you agree to. Now, I myself have talked about my stance on these exclusivity deals. When they're times like this, I don't entirely have an issue with them. Um, although I'm pretty sure I'm on the record to talk about Rise of Tomb Raider again. I'm pretty sure I had some issue with Rise of the Tomb Raider being a timed exclusive. Um, <clears throat> but I think the difference here is, is that brand recognition. Like Tomb Raider has a legacy on the PlayStation platform. So it was weird for it to, to, to step aside. Uh, Silent Hill, obviously being a PlayStation 1 title. It was, there's, a, there's a legacy in that, same as Metal Gear Solid. But of course, since then, a lot of the games are available on uh, both platforms, including your Microsoft and your Xboxes. Sorry, your Xbox and your Playstations. Uh, even right now, the only, the only place to really play the old Silent Hill games is on Game, uh, on game Pass or with backwards compatibility, I should say. Uh, backwards compatibility. So if you have the discs for the, for the, the you know, uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, um, uh, Sons of Liberty or Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater you can play it on your Xbox if you have Silent Hill 2 Silent Hill 3 <clears throat> possibly Silent Hill 4 which everyone poos on I quite like Silent Hill 4 myself um, you can it's, your, it's really the only place you can go play them right now which is utterly insane utterly insane and then of course Metal Gear Solid 4 is just forever trapped on the PS3 the old guns of the Patriots with the lali lulu lu oh I remember all that shit what a game it's an absolute bummer that it's trapped <clears throat> But there is such a legacy. Same with Castlevania. Obviously, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, one of the most like popular PS1 games ever. <clears throat> you know, it makes sense that they would want to get that connection there. And the precedent of that Silent Hill deal does show that this is most certainly a possibility. I have a drink. <clears throat> Speaking of PlayStation games, though. Uh, oh, I've got some doubled up news there. Hang on. I don't want to read that one again. Get rid of it. Get rid of that one. All right. <clears throat> Speaking of games though, from PlayStation, uh, it appears that Horizon Forbidden West is not so forbidden as everyone has it. As part of the celebra a celebratory PlayStation blog post of uh, all about the 20th anniversary of Guerrilla Games, the first party team has announced Horizon Forbidden West has sold 8.4 million copies as of the 6th of April 2023. This is purely counting all PS5, PS4 sales and does not factor in any downloads from the PS Plus Extra, which it is available. In total, with the original Horizon Zero Dawn and also Horizon Call of the Mountain, the Horizon series has now sold 30 32.7 million copies, including PS Plus and the play at home redemptions for those that remember during covid playstation very kindly provided a bunch of titles for free um one of them being uh, horizon uh, uh, zero dawn which is massive the sale milestone does make a rise of forbidden west one of the well, ps5's best-selling games competing in the upper echelons <coughs> with the likes of god of war ragnarok and marvel's spider-man miles morales sorry chatting non-stop for like fucking 54 minutes is blowing apart my throat hole 
Um, but yeah, so let me let me have a quick here. So, studio director uh, uh, Jean Bart Van Beek says, "All told, it's a milestone we've never imagined possible. Twenty years ago, when we first started making games." So even with the, so there is the the recent DLC uh, with Burning Shores, which I can only assume will give the game itself another another push, um, and of course the reception for Burning Shore has been pretty fa- absolutely fantastic as well. So massive shout out to Team Ever Gorilla Games, pardon me, Horizon Forbidden West and Horizon Forbidden Burning Shores is one of the most beautiful games available on the platform. It's very very good. I do fear that this level of success um, is dangerous. Actually, I don't need these headphones because I ain't going to listen to anyone. Uh, they are dangerous in that it is establishing this this precedent that is going to start flooding the world with Horizon um, content. You know, we know that there's a secret. Obviously, number three is coming because that game ends in such a way that three is only not, is there's, there's no doubt. When there's talks of the Horizon Zero Dawn uh, remake alongside the um, the MMO, uh, there's a lot in the works. So it is interesting. <clears throat> One thing I did hear, and I was interesting from a, I was I was wondering how it looked from a from a consideration, is that when you've got the likes of uh, Herman Holst as your head of your worldwide studios, and the other individual whose name escapes me, uh, who's just been brought up into head of logistics, whatever it was. <clears throat> so obviously there is a little bit of potential, not to say bias, but a bit of preference um, to the studio that they that they were part of. But I think in that same breath, Gorilla have uh, massively, massively earned their place as one of the top studios the PlayStation own in going to, you know, coming from what was, you know, Shadow, uh, uh, Killzone, to then moving into this absolutely different direction uh, with the Horizon series. So absolutely well done to them. Instant. Okay, cool. This is another quick one from Max. So the India Hero Project. Uh, Sony has announced its indie focused hero project is expanding its its industry indie focused hero project is expanding to india following success in china so teams in the country can submit their projects now and if chosen they shall receive mentorship access to sony's internal resources recoupable development funding marketing opportunities and the chance to question to publish the game itself to qualify the studio must be based in india and registered as a legal entity then sign up with PlayStation partners <clears throat> a minimum of $100,000 is handed to successful developers and Sony is looking to support PS5, PSVR 2, and PC titles. In a press release, Sony execs Hector Fernandez and Radhika Takua explain, quote, as part of our evoking journey to ensure that PlayStation remains the best place to play, we've committed to developing regional incubator programs capable of identifying new and diverse developers worldwide. The Indo Hero Project is fueled by this commitment and our belief in the Indian gaming market. The company wishes to, quote, lower the barriers of entry and showcase the most incredible talents emerging from India, end quote, via its mentorship and funding options. Over in China, <clears throat> the Hero Project had successfully bought to market popular indie games like Fist, Forged in Shadow Torch, and Anno Mutanium, with Lost Souls aside uh, still yet to come. Quote, while space is limited, we want to welcome new voices, ideas, and experiences from the Indian game development community, end quote. <clears throat> What an absolute cool initiative. I remember saying the same thing, <clears throat> excuse me, around the China project as it's just a great way for new voices to to be heard. Now, I myself, you know, if it's not obvious, I am not from Indian heritage. Um, however, I would love to hear some of the stories that that this country has to tell. Um, doesn't, But that's from the assumption that they would tell something connected to their culture. They could tell any story um, through through the way they see the world. And I think that in and of itself would be would be absolutely fascinating. Ah, of course. Hey, big shout out to Mad Dog with the raid of the Party of Five. How are you, Mad Dog? Hope your WWE tier list went well. Um, but yeah, look, any opportunity for them to... Any, any opportunity for these guys to sort of just to share whatever whatever their creative vision is is fantastic to me, most definitely. The minor problem with the likes of the the China project is that you know we know that the CCP's power 
in in many of uh, their exports does limit the potential of what the studios could really work with, where my understanding is uh, India may not have those restrictions. So I think we might be able to see some really cool innovative shit come out of them as well as what I certainly hope for, or a new way to look and tell these stories. That would be a, a big, big Nice. <clears throat> oh, hey, Rob Ozzy, 199 has followed. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate the follow. Uh, it's obviously coming out of the way from Mad Dog. Whenever over with the wrestling chats. But anyway, let's get into the quick bits. So the quick bits are the short bits of news that don't really need a full article to chat about, but I'll just talk about it. And then some of them I'll even talk about for way longer than I should. Uh, so as I mentioned, Story of Seasons, Lego 2K Drive, as I discussed earlier, is looking to have an impressive trophy list. So the trophy list uh, at the moment is a mix of, you know, some real simple stuff like win this, win that, drive here, drive there. But then there is some of just like drive 6,000 miles and all this sort of thing. So there are, if, if you are a hunter of the trophies, I think you'll have a lot of fun with this one by the looks of it. Uh, there are now Astro plushies available uh, and they are adorable. So Team Asobi tweeted out this week that you could buy these beautiful little plushies and I want one and I need them on the shelf. I 100% need them. When uh, uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission did release way back in the day uh, on the PSVR 1, I was like, I need them. What I want is I want Funko Pops uh, or like equivalents of the little characters that they play. In the same way that we released, uh, sorry, there was released the Totakus, are down there i think you can see them in the shot uh back in the day of you know it's essentially amiibos but wider range than nintendo properties i want to see that but with the little uh, uh little astro dudes you know astro looks like kratos in the same way that i've got uh over i think is it in the shot no they're not in the shot here we go so then there's these which are which are tubs which are little like rubber ducks that are decked out in cool themed uh, properties. So I have Joel and Ali, uh, Solid Snake, and and Kratos. So I'm clearly very much of the market. If you slap some PlayStation on that bad boy, I'm probably gonna buy it. So that is a great idea. If they make these little, you know, little uh, little minis and stuff, that'd be absolutely a big, big deal for me. In the same way that when you at the end of that game, when you had the Gacha machine. Like all those little models looked brilliant, and I would have bought all of them. I would absolutely buy all of them. Uh, Blizzard has once again reiterated that its microtransactions for Diablo 4 will be limited to cosmetic items only, which I guess is slightly better. Um, they are having the Slam Server beta weekend as we speak. Uh, it looks to be going well. Uh, I'll certainly want to be keen to check. Oh, I, I'm not so keen to check it out myself, but I know Max will be. So I will do need to poke around. I don't think I have an email for anyone at Blizzard in Australia. We used to, but I think, they, I think they may, I think they may have changed hands. So I don't know, but <clears throat> I know Max has harassed me. Uh, goodbye, Volca goodbye Vol Volcano High has been delayed until the 29th of August, 2023. Uh, so apart from seeing that game get a real interesting uh, twist and a turn, it has been delayed again after seemingly being scrapped and rebuilt from from what stories were led to believe uh and finally nether realm have hinted mortal kombat 12 or didn't maybe so there's this weird mix of, of, of sort of conversation around this title in that there was a video of a clock ticking up until 12 and then skips 12 and goes back to one so the implication is that nether realm are possibly working on a reboot for mortal kombat uh, so rather than being Mortal Kombat 12, it is in fact Mortal Kombat a Reboot, uh, which is an interesting idea, and I think it will certainly garner a lot of interest. Um, I'm not a big Mortal Kombat guy myself. I do have quite a st interesting stance on it. <clears throat> As someone that works in the mental health field, to hear the individuals at Nether Realms uh, have actually now have been have essentially experienced ptsd as a result of having to watch um all the footage required to have the fatalities looking re as real and, and gnarly as possible I, I just can't i can't quite condone that myself i'm really sorry but mortal kombat is cool and all but that's just me that's just my stance and especially when it comes to um mental health and whatnot right <clears throat> 
But yeah. Anyways, uh, oh, and the one other thing that I should mention is Hollow Knight Silk Song uh, has been delayed. It has been uh, pushed through into 2024 by the looks of it, even after it's when it did it, it presented at that Microsoft showcase. It was like, hey, everything on this showcase is coming out in the next 12 to 18 months. Um, it appears that may not be the case, at least for this. Um, now, I still remember when I played Hollow Knight for the first time at PAX X many years ago. Team Cherry were selected as part of the uh, indie showcase. Um, and I play, I'm like, this game is fucking beautiful. I love it. It's amazing. And I sucked at it then. And I still suck at it now. And I did go back and give it a big old run. Um, so my, I think earlier in the year and I was like quite excited for Silk Song, but for me, uh, I'll play it when it's ready. Uh, I think team cherry is great. I'm very excited to what they, ha- what they can deliver and, uh, it'll be, it'll be exciting when it, when it does come. <clears throat> All right. Hmm moving on all right let's get in the section let's get into the upcoming game so if you know we're talking about games that are coming out in the future although silk song may be delayed volcano high may be delayed here are some games that are coming to your console this week you get may 16th you get humanity as we discussed before ps4 ps5 tin hearts ps4 ps5 zool redimensionalize you know they're only zool uh ps4 ps5 and the may 19th uh lego 2k drive coming to your ps4 and your ps5 well there you go <clears throat> turns out i can in fact non-stop talk for just over an hour uh so thank you everyone for coming in and checking out the show with a solo me talking about all this week in playstation uh everything should be back to normal for next week for episode 290 eight so as we ever 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 sneak closer episode 300 which we still have absolutely nothing planned but uh we'll no doubt be doing the show here uh i did consider maybe doing a big question show but you know community engagement has something that's been sort of quiet for the longest time so i don't think we would get uh enough to sort of do a full show but I'd be certainly open to like, you know, having a big segment. So if anyone does jump into the Twitch chat uh, or sends it through over social media, we'll certainly answer any questions anyone anyone has. Because 300 is quite a, like a good run in, in the podcast space, most definitely. And it's been quite a, you know, incredible five years. Um, I'm very happy with what we, what we do and look forward, look forward to, to hitting that cool milestone. Anyways let's finish this up now this is where max when he comes in and does does wraps does the wrap up for me but uh i'm gonna have to remember how this goes so i can get it started but if you join that playstation conversation why don't you join us across on social medias at facebook discord instagram twitter all those links are in the description below but if you want to enjoy that conversation at, oh but of course it also comes available each and every monday morning at 8 a.m on your podcast services 9 a.m on those youtubes uh youtube.com slash pop but if you want to join the conversation as it happens, you can by heading over to twitch.tv slash popcultures. We can watch us record this show live. We can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this position pod. And if you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash popcultures. As well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop. We can buy shirts, other sorted shit, without logos on it. <clears throat> but until next week, I'm Ryan Betson, and that was for the players. I can barely keep my eyes open. I am so fucking tired from today. Mwah! Have a good rest of your week.